take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole Episode 2, Life in Red, Austin Forsyth, what's up? Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me. (laughs) What's going on? Uh, You're my baby brother, first and foremost. Yes. Um, My biological brother, because we have so many adopted siblings right now. Too many to count. Um... Also, I thought a cool reason to have you on is um, you, for lack of a better term, and I apologize if it's offensive, but you're you're gay. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of <laughs> cool because I'm uh, a straight straight white male, um, and uh, you know uh, I think you know me that I've always been very supportive of your. Um, sexual identity and pride and all that goes to more pride events than me (laughs) and um but because i'm not in the community or live your life i i really don't know what it's like um the things you go through if any if it's any different so what is it like being um a gay man in 2018 so oh yeah so being a gay man in 2018 i have to say We are in the prime time. I can go out in the streets with friends. I can yell yes all I want. I can talk about anything I want. I can talk about all my experiences with friends. And they're all supportive. And they all just love it when I just tell them my story. So I would have to say with everything that's going on in this world, I would say I'm very lucky to at least be here in Canada and just being openly free, especially in Ottawa, because we grew up in Carlton Place, and obviously it was not the same experience. So here I can be open, be whoever, talk to anyone, and then in Carlton Place, it was totally a different experience. There was honestly no one to talk to about it. So I would say in 2018, I worked hard to get here and be who I am. Um, you mentioned Carlton Place growing up in a small town. For those who don't know, Carlton Place is like 9,000 people. And when we were growing up, it was so much less than that. Uh, what did you like? Did you face any discrimination or bullying or anything when you were growing up in Carlton Place? Because I, you know, again, not being in that community, um, there isn't a community in Chrome Place, really. It's, I think it's growing now. I, yeah, but when we were growing up, like, we had, like, one black family, for the most part, that I knew about as a kid. You know, there was no diversity. There really wasn't. Like, I, we didn't even have sushi. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, there was, there was nothing. So, like, when you were growing up, um, and I guess when you first came out, did you feel there was discrimination or anything like that? I gotta be totally honest. I, my coming out story was... It's not as dramatic as other coming out stories. I'm very thankful for it. I would say before I even knew what how if I was a gay man, you know, I started to realize that I like different things when I was 10 years old, right? So who am I going to talk to at 10 years old? I couldn't talk to anyone because I didn't understand myself. I had no resources. And frankly, we're all 10 years old. Like, we would know, right? So an in elementary school, you know, I had my, I had a girlfriend. <laughs> it was Kimberly, great. right? No, 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 oh. no, no, no. Oh, no, that was like, we were six. So. <laughs> okay. I had a girlfriend and 
uh, we're still good friends now. Like we're, we hang out like all the time and have dinner. She's doing really well. Krista? No. Who? Uh, it's Taylor. Taylor who? If you're listening, Taylor, hi. Who's ta- Taylor who? Uh, Taylor. Call her out. Uh, I'm going to call her. Okay, Taylor Bonnet. So I oh. I was in grade eight, right? Uh, no, yeah, grade eight. And it was great. Um, she's lovely. And I already said she's doing well. Anyway, so I didn't understand what I was feeling in that, this, oh my God, I have a girlfriend thing. Because I always knew. I was like, I like, I was like, where are the boys at? <laughs> like, what's going on? After we broke up, I came out to her, and she, this this is what she said to me. You're gay the whole time? And then, so she is convinced that uh, she turned me gay. Um, and obviously that wasn't the case. <laughs> so... Are you, are you, like, is that, is that offensive? Are you, you said you're still friends, but, Oh, my gosh. I think it's funny. It's a funny joke. I mean, I can take any joke now. But the bullying side, I only faced certain people in elementary school. Um, And forgive me for saying this, but they would say he's an omega fag. And the word fag was a very powerful term to me because I was like, that's the first insult I've ever heard, right? So here I am questioning, what what does that even mean? And why is that degrading to me? I don't understand. And here I am transitioning into high school. I'm wearing nail polish. I'm wearing pink shoelaces with Converse. I'm wearing scarves. I'm wearing cardigans. I had no problems, really. People stared at me, and people obviously knew. And all of my friends in high school knew. And then my coming out was basically, yeah, and? And now I'm very thankful for that. Um, me being like the only out gay kid at 14 years old in my grade at least I know there are plenty of gay teenagers in Carton Place at the time but it's not like we had a Facebook group and like we're all discreet people trying to like you know talk about it because no one wanted to talk about it so I never got bullied in high school and I thought that I, I why should I right so I'm very thankful for that what, and, a, what about now? What about... Oh, um, oh girl, like, I got stories. Okay. Uh, like on, you know, with social media and I still, being out and... Still nothing. So... The best the best part, this is this is where... Tra- when me in elementary school, when I get called a faggot, transition to high school where I didn't really get bothered. No one bothered me. No one really cared. Even everyone knew, but no one really cared. I was obviously the different kid. And, you know, being on students' council, all this stuff, no one cared. Everyone knew me. Everyone knew who I was before, like, I knew who I was. Now, when going into adulthood, you know, going to my first gay bar, you know, having my first boyfriend, it was basically, I still had no problems. But when in my first relationship, when I heard about the stabbing downtown, I had people reach out to me being like, are you okay? And then I was like, how does this happen in Ottawa? Like, people still get stabbed just for being gay. And the best part, I was on, I was working at Starbucks, and I got called a cocksucker, and I took no offense to it. I was like, yeah, and? <laughs> like, how does a, a, an 11-year-old get so offended by hearing the word faggot, then someone calling me a cocksucker and go, yeah, and what? What about it? You're right. Like there's, there's, not it's yours. Not, it's not <laughs> offensive. Like not yours. Like I have size requirements, but 
So it's amazing, but that's my experience. Other people go through different things. Like our family, obviously very supportive. Obviously, everyone had to take time to kind of adjust to it because I don't think our parents knew how to raise a gay son. And I don't even know how to be a gay son, really, because I was just being me. You're not raise you're not raising a straight son, you're raising a son. But you have so many expectations and all these families have expectations for their children. And it's always heteronormative. And that's what I've noticed. So that's why when it doesn't matter if you're coming out as lesbian, gay, bisexual even, because there's still issues with bisexuality in the gay community. Because people still say it doesn't exist and it's disgusting. And trans and transgendered people, trans transgender women of color, transgender men of color, there's so much to it that... I didn't even realize there's LGBT and the the acronym just goes long and everyone has a different experience and I'm very thankful for mine and mm. I can't put myself in other people's shoes because I was so grateful that I didn't really have an issue. The struggles were with myself the entire time. Mm. So uh, two things uh, to that point. So quickly, what? I know you kind of said when you're you came out to your first girlfriend, <laughs> <laughs> but like so you obviously knew you were gay before that. When was the the light bulb moment? I guess if you what like when did you know? Was it like you always knew? Did it was it all of a sudden like no like I like I like men. I don't I'm not sexually attracted to women. Was it was it just kind of it just kind of happened and snuck up on you and you're like oh like how did like what was that. What was that like? How did you find out? How did you know? I, I knew that I didn't like girls, but I didn't know what I liked. I thought, you know, I was bisexual. Um, even me being a little more feminine than, for, for example, you. I did drama. You did hockey. Like, here I am dancing and singing on a stage, and you're... Like a, like a really good goalie. Um, I'll never. Pl- that's a plug-in, guys. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> well, I'll never forget the moment I walked in. Oh god! And <laughs> saw you doing like this provocative dance to Beyonce's uh, Naughty I Girl. Uh, I still do <laughs> it. I was like, I was like, no, no, no. It's oh. when, it's when I was doing the High School Musical, the dance along or something, and you walked in on that, and um, I got so mad, I threw the remote at you. No, oh. it was the vacuum clean. It was the vacuum head. Right, and I got mom yelled at me for like. So, <laughs> so you, so you, you didn't know what you liked. You just knew that I just knew that you weren't necessarily I lo- normal. I just knew I loved Beyonce. What, <laughs> 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 like, like here? So here I'm like, why do I like these things and dancing and singing? People always assume that's feminine. And actually, for a couple of months of my life, I thought I was supposed to be a girl, and. I remember Amanda, or Am- Amanda, right? You remember Amanda? We mm-hmm. grew up with her? Yeah. yeah. Plug in. Hi. I miss you. I hope you're doing well. Um, sh- I remember her. I was like screaming and she, and then she was like, you scream like a girl. And then I said, I wish I was. And I thought I, so I thought I was uh, supposed to be a girl because everyone always associated being a gay man as a woman um, or feminine, sorry. And so he, I, this was around when I was like, maybe 13 and so knowing that being gay was feminine I thought I was supposed to be a girl so I the light bulb was when I kissed my first boy at 14 um and that's when I it just dawned on me I was like this is it um now I am not transgendered I do not identify as female I do um challenge masculinity and all that I can but uh, it took me literally 
eight years from when I first found out that I was gay to realize that I am an independent gay man and I'm happy for it. So that light bulb happened when I kissed my first boy at 14. Okay. Now, uh, you mentioned um, being raised, you know, parents don't necessarily know how to raise uh, a gay son or a a lesbian daughter or bisexual or trans. You know, Mm -hmm. it's it's a learning process still for everybody, I think. Mm -hmm. What do you think the difference is in raising, if any difference at all, raising, you know, a straight son like me versus a gay son like you is there any difference like should there be any difference other than acceptance or you know like what is what are your thoughts on that i gotta be honest there shouldn't be a difference because you're not gonna why are you treating your gay son differently you know i remember being just remember just looking you know you know mom and dad you know they always i mean (sighs) I'm, I'm, what am I saying? Mom and dad always went to my drama shows and loved it, I hope. <laughs> and But raising a straight son and raising a gay son, there's there's probably a challenge to it. It's probably because of all the expectations that you have for your children. You know, you get married, you have children, you know, you have a house, they get grandkids. And when it's a gay son, because I feel bad for that generation because... Again, gay was was like frowned upon or they're disease ridden, right? Um, mom being a nurse, she, you know, I I I was convinced she thought I was gonna die of AIDS, um, and it was a challenge because I was like, I the only way I associated gay was that oh you get AIDS and die, right? So here I am, go- and then even with a sex ed curriculum, um, I remember just learning all about these heteronormative things. So I only learned about vaginal intercourse. That's all I learned. And I was like, well, that doesn't apply to me. And I have a funny story for later. You mean the 1998 sex curriculum that yeah. is now in effect. And so the diff- there shouldn't be a difference. Uh, just because there's so much heteronormativity in the society is that... There are different ways of treating your children, and and since we're from a small town, white town, everyone played hockey. I was afraid that I was looked at differently, and they didn't know how to handle me. Because, for example, I loved wearing nail polish. I like dyeing my hair. I love wearing cardigans and scarves. It's That's like not gay, okay? Well, cardigans are comfy. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> not when you're freaking wearing black nail polish and pink <laughs> shoelaces, like. Uh, it's like, I would honestly ask my parents, what, like, what, did you ever see me differently? Because I was convinced all my teenage years that I was just different, you know? So it's like, now, obviously, I, I think it's totally different, but this was just how it was, just growing up, going, I guess I'm so different from my bigger brother because, you know, he's playing hockey, he's, and Tyler, you know, he was doing his thing, um, and here I was going, am I allowed to do this? Because I, I don't like hockey. I don't like this. I like... I I remember being six years old and listen, singing Cher on the way to the babysitter's house. You made house. us watch Hairspray. I did. And <laughs> I did. as a kid, uh, before even thinking... Because, yeah, I mean, you're right in a sense that as like a, a straight uh, kid growing up, that it was like... 
the masculine, like, you know what I mean? Like, it was, if I liked Mamma Mia when it came out. How do you not like Mamma Mia? Oh, well, you know, I dig the songs, but like. Everyone loves but even back gay, then, straight, whatever. Which was like, not like 10, 15 years ago. I mean, my friends would have made fun of me. Mm-hmm. And I remember being, uh, it would have been uh, when I was 14, uh, trying out for the rep hockey team. And no one would sit beside me because they kept saying I was gay. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, like I'm seriously not. It was honestly the most offensive thing to me. It's uh, literally ever. There's, and I, I sometimes feel bad for just straight guys in general because they are pressured to be so masculine. You know, they have to put up a wall. They have to like sports, and there's just so many expectations for them. And they get it from friends. They get it from parents. The media. You know, it's there's not enough exposure that people are just so different. Like, you know, if there's a straight guy and he has and he acts a little flamboyant, they're just going to assume he's gay because of stereotypes, which actually happens to me often. because My voice kind of has a little I wonder upper inflection. um, And, you know, I'm I'm pretty flamboyant and and energetic and i'm I'm all the time you know and uh there have been straight and gay people (laughs) who have thought i was gay for the longest time and i i just laugh like it it doesn't bother me now but it's just funny that yeah you show any ounce of not super macho man or whatever that people are like oh he might be gay that's when i sing that's when i sing the village people and just be like macho macho man and then (laughs) Then you'd be like, okay, hey, yeah, he's gay, guys. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, you were saying you're like you're you're lucky. You grew up in a fair in a you know supportive environment, and um, you didn't encounter any violence no. and bullying. No. Um, as uh, as you as now, sh- I, even that, I don't know if people tease me behind my back, but they never said it to my face. So I I, I just made fun of you because you're my brother, not oh, because of your identity. That's fair. But um, <laughs> I'm sure you have friends now or people you've dated or uh people you've you've met that have stories of you know either being disowned by their families mm-hmm. of of violence of mm-hmm. discrimination um so you know i think most of us when they look at canada as a whole i mean united states and donald trump and republican that's a whole other story about like let's focus in canada most of us would think that, you know, Canada is super accepting and that gay people have all the rights and nobody cares. What would you say based on your experience and conversations with people to that point? Is Canada as accepting and, uh, you know, gives equal opportunity as, as much as someone like me might think? Yeah. But remember, gay marriage is still like it was legal recently like what 2005 i could be wrong um no it's definitely 2005 i would say legally we have the structure to make sure that no one can be prosecuted for being a homosexual like many other countries we can't lose our jobs for being a homosexual you're we right can't. 2005 yes <laughs> Tongue pop. anyway i would say in a legal framework, there's a structure, and we have policies to follow up on. Socially, it homophobia is still there, transphobia is still there, Bi- bisexuality. You know, er, literally, even gay people don't understand bisexuality. It's disgusting. 
But on a scale of 1 to 10, for the regular person who doesn't see it and live it every day, what would you give Canada? 10 being uh, really, really bad and 1 being really great. Oh, why is it the opposite? Okay. Uh, <laughs> because I was talking. Oh. <laughs> okay, let's flip it then. Uh, 10 okay, being okay, really, okay. really bad. <clears throat> no, okay. 10 being great. I would say... Hmm. You know what? I would give it like a 9. Yeah... I think a nine. So it's, it's because really good. I would say really good. Excellent, almost. Um, not perfect. It's it's not nothing's perfect. Um, but as a, I would give it a nine for the legal framework, but the social aspect, I would I would deduct that one that one mark there. But I'm I'm still very grateful to live here, and and you know I'm not I'm not gonna get prosecuted for being who I am. I'm not gonna get sentenced to death like there is in other countries have ever got caught in bed with a man, right? But it takes years and years and years of growth in order to be a 10. And that's everywhere. Yeah, we need, you know, people who grew up. We need the bad people to die. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's gonna take a long time. you know, you're probably not going to educate the the 75-year-old man who's lived out in Ugh. the country all his life Ugh. who is, you know, Barf. just he didn't grow up with it and his yeah. parents were totally against it and he might be religious and it was really... So we're not going to change their minds now. But I think focusing on, you know, people our age, I think is people who are going into leadership positions in all sorts of very various ways, whether that's running for office or getting into management at private companies mm-hmm. or leading their church mm-hmm. or, you know, I think, I think it, you're right. It will get better and it, it's going to take some time, but judging on your, like, have you heard a lot of stories? I mean, Ottawa is a pretty progressive city. There were not, we're not the deep South Louisiana, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> but like, Louisiana. but do you hear a lot of stories of like either family disownment, oh, yes. uh, homelessness, yes. abuse, um, okay. like a lot or I haven't met, I've, I've met, I met people who've been kicked out of their homes. Um, actually I just recently, and I can't name names, but I learned in a certain town that we all know of, that we talked about earlier, there was there was a young transgender woman. She came out as transgender to her parents and got kicked out. She was homeless. Um, but she got taken in by a family friend, and they needed help because they wanted her to you know, go into the city, but she had no resources. And it was such a tragic story for me to just even be exposed to because it's our hometown. This is where I grew up. And it always, we always talk about experiences with the gay men, and we, but we don't understand the experiences of transgender people and especially transgender women of color. There is there's no resources for them in that town and it's it's sad and i wish there was so what i've what well now i now i know that she is now in ottawa and i hope she's thriving i've never i haven't heard anything from her um but what that story is because it was also a family that i knew uh, or i i went to high school with who took them in or kicked that kicked that them out. kicked 
um, that kicked her out. And so she, she had no one. So I got reached out to because I'm here. I'm in Ottawa. And I, you know, I identify as a gay man. And I, I educate myself with uh, with everything that I possibly can. But I can't speak for the transgender community. And so I I had to find all these resources for her. Just to, like, here, talk to, you know, the... I can't remember the organization now. Um, but talk to this organization here. I have a friend who can literally help you meet all like all the people that you need in this community to help you succeed. So that was one story that really stuck with me because it was so close to home. I know also, well, we don't talk anymore, but it was an also a friend of mine um, that, I, that I knew as a teenager. He got, he was questioning his sexuality. And just even questioning people just jump to conclusions, right? So he got kicked out by his mother and had to live with his aunt, I believe. And just, I constantly had to hear what his mother was saying to him and like, because this is what he was telling me in all these conversations that I had. And I'm like, I'm so thankful that I never got kicked out or you know, got sworn at or just, just feel this discrimination people who are supposed to be there supporting you. Um, I also then attended, um, uh, Peppermint, it's on my Instagram, um, at the Austin F. Um, so <laughs> I, with Peppermint, with Peppermint. so Peppermint is, is a drag queen that was featured on RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, okay. season nine, first transgender woman, um, on the show. Uh, now that was, that was during the show. Like there, there are contestants on the show that are transgender, but they came out after the show. Um, but she came to Ottawa and she put on a fantastic show. She like grabbed my nose. She called me cute. It was amazing. I cried. <laughs> and, but after the show she did, she did a talk about the experiences of trans women of color. So here I am, I'm, I'm a white gay man. And every time you associate a gay man, you know, they always jump to white because the white gay man is literally the center of pride and it's disgusting. Every time you associate gay pride, everyone jumps to the conclusion of white gay men. History of gay rights, they always focus on white gay men. And that disturbs me, in a way. So having her tell her story of, you know, she, she there, are, there are transgender women of color that are being murdered. And there's no talk, there's no discussion about it. We can't fix it. Because people still look at transgender as, you know, a, like... A dis- like a mental disorder. It's not anymore. Uh, well, it, well, it never was, but I think it's I not identified be, as I, one. I, it's not identified. I'm not. I think it was either recent or years ago. And please correct me if I'm wrong. And just having her tell her story and like her life, it just put me in this exposure of putting myself in someone else's shoes. I I still cannot, you know, act as a representation f- for them. Or even non-binary people are androgynous. It's there's so many there's so many people with different stories. It's like we can't, in my opinion, we can't group them all as one because everyone has their own unique stories. So it's like um, LGBT is a great start, but it's like I think for the future, like we need to really stop generalizing the community because there's it's so diverse now. Like it it was great back then to have that because it was a good starting point but now there are so many there's so many different types of people and there are so many different stories and different lives it's like we need to 
understand all of them and move forward. So, yeah, because I'm I'm not well versed in other than you know the LGBT. So you mentioned uh, non-binary uh, androgynous. Uh, I know there's cisgender, gender f- fluid. You know, um, as as a straight person, it, as like a person who's not in touch, I should say with with all that community. W- like describe so what is what is non-binary what is androgynous what is what does that mean um in in simple terms to me who doesn't understand it so like i said i cannot i probably shouldn't tell us you don't need to tell their stories but like explain what they what what their identity is i guess so there is cisgendered and then there's transgendered and there's non-binary so what's cisgendered cisgendered is your born as a male and identified as a man so you're you you, your identity matches your body part does that make sense okay okay that's probably the best way i can explain it transgender so wait so i'm so am i cisgender are you cisgender because you identify as a man and you have a penis so cisgendered is hetero so wait cisgender doesn't necessarily mean that they're gay or straight no. it's just that they identify no. it's, as their it's sex. the distinction of sex and gender okay yes. had no clue about that okay, okay. so there's so cisgender you identify with what's in between your legs and that that's pretty much it i'm a cisgendered gay man you're i'm assuming you're a cisgendered straight man yes okay there's transgender yes so we here we are um you what's non-binary so non-binary is that you don't identify with either man or woman. And I, so, and their pronouns is there, they, there, and they choose how to be identified because they don't identify with cisgendered and maybe they don't identify as transgender either. So there's so many, there's so many things. So what would you say, I hear this one a lot, and I know you said you're not, you're not speaking for them, so maybe it's a better question to ask someone who identifies that way, but you hear a lot of you know, right-wing or conservative or just people who are not trying to understand, but they'll be like, oh, so if you identify as a fish, I have to call you a fish? It, like... Is that is that accurate? Is that like what it, what would you say to someone if they said that to you? Seriously, punch them right out. Like, I'm a fish. No, but okay. but you know what? If someone is, they, this is what uh-huh. they say. Their yeah. their thought process is, you know, they said they don't identify as a male or female. Mm-hmm. So they're like, well, if if you identify as a fish, what am I supposed to do? Call you a fish? Like. Is that even a, is that a thing? Like that's an argument. People mm-hmm. use that. Like so, you don't identify as a male or a female. Mm-hmm. You like what do you? That doesn't make sense because you can either be male or female. Like how do you do? You know what I'm saying? Like I don't. Uh, I don't. That's so, okay. But- <laughs> Maybe one day I will speak to someone from that community and I can really get a sense of where they come yeah. from. Um, one thing I want to touch on is. Uh, you know, you say now, especially in your you you love being gay. You said that to me. You said, "Oh, I do. I'm having a great time." <laughs> um, and you know, people 
often see like stereotypes um you know uh gay people love rupaul's drag race and i'm generalizing i know that (laughs) but they love rupaul queer eye they love theater and dance and Uh i mean not all of them obviously but like you would you know as a generalization that seems to be the way they go um is that like what do you think it about is it just because it's so against masculinity and is it like kind of you're you're taking on that and you're like so i'm going to go with the complete opposite mm-hmm. is it just you know like what how do you describe why it would seem that a large population of gay men like those types of things <laughs> They're fun. Don't get me. Oh my, yeah, you made me watch like, Queer Eye because I, I was depressed, and I crushed it. I beat you. He literally, the show. Be, he watched them all. I thought it was I great. Did. It was a great show. It's a great show. Actually, so, like, not hating on th- any of that stuff, but I honestly think that it has something to do with feeling attachment and feeling like this person is speaking to me. So it becomes, I think, over time becomes a generalization, right? So I would say, you know, I would say older gay men, they love Judy Garland because they, and I love Judy Garland, don't get me wrong. Um, It's because at the time they felt like she was speaking to them and they had someone they can look up to. And over the years, it's like, you know, share, share. And we got Madonna. We have Diana Ross. Well, the big one is Britney. Oh, we're gonna get that later. Uh, <laughs> we're, okay, because like it always just, seems like like gay men love Britney. Uh, it just seems that way it, to it's me. Always the same, and like I, I would have to say, a lot of gay men they get very attached to strong women, and I love strong women. Um, it's just because I feel like this person is speaking to me, and there. I honestly think it's also marketed towards gay men, and honestly, I'm for it. Um, you know, Lady Gaga, um, there's, there's there's so many now, and with the, all these stereotypes, I'm, I, love, I love stereotypes because I'm like, yeah, I fall in that category, but it gets to a point we have to question going, is it, is it, like, is it rude? Like, Assuming that, you know, all gay men love musicals, because I know many gay men that hate musicals. Yeah. I know many gay men that don't like Britney Spears. Or I met a gay person that doesn't like Beyonce, and I was like, okay, what's your opinion? Beyonce is overrated. Okay, well, thank you for so much for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's like... With all these stereotypes, because I think it's just also, it's just because it's marketed and it just became a generalization. And even though I'm living for it, I mean, I will, uh, yes, is the new thing now. So and that's a stereotype. All gay men say yes. And I have to say it's 100% accurate. Well, sometimes um, I say yes because it's funny. <laughs> the gays did it first. Well, yes, uh, <laughs> but it's funny. Like hearing uh, Jonathan from Queer Eye be like, yes, yes honey, yes. You, honestly, you uh, need so that funny. in your life, the positivity. It's just funny. The, so like sometimes like, you know, girl coworker will be like, "Yeah, I'm going out on a date tonight." Like, "Yes, honey." Yes, hun- working. <laughs> um, but you're right. It it is, and it's also. I think also a lot of it too. It's just. Um, I find a lot of gay culture is. Just, it's from you know drag queens too because, they, like their mannerisms or or womanisms, I would say. Um, they they just carried a torch for so long and it's like their the humor, the attitude, I think just a lot. We just learned from our, I would say the gay ancestors, you know? 
yeah, the <laughs> ancestor. I don't know. So, a, a, a drag queen is not the same as a transgendered person. Okay, yeah. So, a lot of people assume drag queens are transgender. Um, and, you know, dr- drag has been happening f- for centuries. Because you said Peppermint was the first yes. transgendered person on RuPaul. As I would, I would love to get into drag. Don't get me wrong, but drag is—it's—it means anything. Drag is just you're impersonating someone else. Like you know, for example, um, Kiss, the band Kiss—they're wearing makeup, heels, and stuff. That's technically drag, but drag queens—it's a big, you know. Talking to the mic. Oh, more. geez, sorry. Am I talking <laughs> away. There you go. Oh, okay. Uh, um. Drag queens, it's it's a big fuck you to masculinity, right? So that's a lot of gay men, and they that's what that was their platform to express themselves and create a character out of it. Um, so a lot of transgender women use drag as a beginning of their transition. Now, there is a lot of discrimination for trans women being in drag because the stigma is is that drag is only for gay men. Even trans, um, sorry, drag kings, um, you know, it's women impersonating men. You know, I would, I honestly never seen a drag king show, so I can't, I can't say anything about it. And I want, I want, I would love to go. Um, but it's, there's still, there's even homophobia in the gay community. And transphobia is the biggest one too, and biphobia. So, no. So I would say there's still a distinction between drag and transgender but uh, they're they interconnect too as well okay if that helps uh, no that's i'm learning so much because (laughs) i am so isolated you know i understand the 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 basics but you know i think a lot of people who aren't familiar or who have don't have gay friends like where else are you going to find this? You can't... Mm-hmm. I mean, you could go on the internet and go down a, a big rabbit hole, I guess, but mm-hmm. it's so much easier to talk to someone who just lives this every day because on the surface, you're right, it, it, it is a stereotype, mm-hmm. that, and it's not right for... It would just honestly all, always seem that, um, that gay men always love those high and mighty things. Oh yeah, so it's it's a, you oh, know yeah, like it's the a big theatrical performances, but and I live for it, but not everyone does. No, you're right, and just does, like does every straight guy like hockey? Does or does every straight guy love sports? Probably not. There, I know straight guys who like theater and art and all that stuff, and it's there's just so many expectations for people and what they should and shouldn't like. Yeah, and it's everywhere. Agreed. Um. One thing I want to ask you because it's always super entertaining. I'm so excited. <laughs> gay or dating in the gay world. As a straight person, it sucks. Uh, women completely control it, right or wrong. It's just the way it's always been. And mm-hmm. uh, it's tougher with Tinder and all that. Like, it's, it's, it's basically like like a Roman gladiator duel for the princess's hand all the time. Like there's a hundred guys for one girl and who's going to fight to the death to win. (laughs) But when it's, and I'm just, I'm only speaking man, man, I'm not talking about any other of the dating with women or 
you know, what, what, because <laughs> the common perception is like, you just, you get a message, okay, let's go, let's go have sex and never talk again. What, what's, what's the dating world like for a, a gay man? Mom, turn the, turn this <laughs> off. Uh, <laughs> please. So, I gotta tell you, um, this, this is, I, oh my god. Okay, so dating in the gay world. This is the biggest spoiler. We've all fucked each other. <laughs> just you go on a date and then you just talk and then all of a sudden you find out that they hooked up with this person that you're friends with and their ex-boyfriend who added you on LinkedIn and likes your Instagram posts and it's like we all know each other. And we all or know someone who slept with each other. So yes, there are many social platforms like Grinder, Scruff, Guy Spy. Uh, I can't think of any other one. Um, but you know the big one is Grinder. So I could just load up Grinder right now and be like, okay, Ryan, I'm gonna see you in the next probably 30 minutes and come right back. There are there are people that go on the app and they would want hookups or they want dates and chats and as a young gay man, it's really hard to trust these people because I don't know where they've been. I'm not assuming every gay man is promiscuous, but there are a lot of promiscuous people, and it's it's scary. Um, so I would say dating in the gay world, it's it's very, um, are you in, you're out. Does it make sense? Sometimes they don't want to date. They just want to go. It's like, for example, I... I could just send a message and I already said this, but I could just, after this podcast, I could go to someone's apartment right now and then go home and have spaghetti or something. <laughs> I just, it's, it's how it is. Um, there's a lot of no strings attached. Um, there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of just talk of, Oh, I know your ex-boyfriend. Yeah. We slept together before and you go, oh, great. Awesome. That's great. Or it's like, Oh yeah, I talked to this person before or it's, or I would also say a lot of gay men are f at a young age, sometimes they're afraid of commitment. So a lot of them are in open relationships, which is totally acceptable. That's uh, I don't think that's different necessarily from the straight dating world. Uh, I, I think it's, yeah. I remember being in my early 20s and like, uh, I and you know, the classic, what, what are they called? The fuck boy. Like... <laughs> Like you, uh, I look oh, back the on the things I did. I'm was so stupid. Like there was a girl, and I look back, and it's I, I look back now, and I'm just like, mm -hmm. why did you let her go? Nah. So stupid. Um, and you met her. Uh, I'm not gonna say her name on here, but uh, I can tell you after the podcast. But I let her <laughs> go because I didn't want commitment, even mm -hmm. though you know she was great and she could have been the one for all I know. And now she's in a happy relationship, and that's great. But as a young male, all I wanted to do is just, I wanted to sleep around. And I think that's mm -hmm. what every guy, no matter if you're whatever, like, I think it's something, I don't know, biological in our, in our sex that we're just like, oh, yeah. I want to do as many people as I can. Humans aren't designed to be monogamous. It's a social concept. Um, but it's the same idea. Like I would say for a lot of, of gay men they they just i think it's just a guy thing in general maybe they just want to sleep around and there's guys that want you know commitment and all that stuff um i would say there are so many fuck boys um on 
grinder and everyone knows who they are yeah they're just some like i get it there are trash men for sure there are so many and it's even so it's like even with like breakups and stuff i find a lot of gay men just move on you know like it's quick it's pretty quick um obviously you think back to it and you're like how did i feel in this and then you want to move forward right so it's like you know i've been broken up with three times and i'm still like okay like I ever like this is how you handle a breakup everyone you go on YouTube you watch how does the world end and nothing matters anymore right so okay, I'm gonna put that on the um, list I haven't heard of that before. oh it's the best because you're terrified because the world is so big and you think that your issues are you know oh yeah the, at the center of your life and you're like oh wait so true it's there's the world is so huge there's so many more opportunities like that you <laughs> family guys get it's like high school's such a serious thing these problems matter yeah right. <laughs> then you look back you're like oh my god like uh, it did nothing it's you learn from every you learn from everything right so even so like of course like in my past relationships i'm like should i have acted differently and you just want to Make it better for the next person you meet, you know? Now, I noticed one thing that seems to be a, a common a commonality in, in dating with women is, you know, like I said, a lot of guys, especially in their early 20s, just they want to sleep around. They don't want commitment. They just, they're going all over the place and ghosting and doing these things. And then, and then Generalization. I, <laughs> we got but it happens. <laughs> it seriously happens a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not obviously when you say... I see this on Twitter all the time when when a, a feminist or something goes like all men are and then they're like in brackets not all men we know blah 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 anyways it's common that you know the women have this perception of men you know when they get to their mid or late 20s that they're they're not trustworthy and that they're they're, they're all quote unquote trash and you know I'm not saying they they hate men but they just they don't trust them necessarily the same because they probably were hurt Mm-hmm. in their early 20s mm-hmm. um does the same thing happen in in gay relations yes people are like <laughs> they're like no i i know i am a man i know men yes. i know what i'm like <laughs> i don't trust them is that a thing yes literally i think i this is this is my opinion i think a lot of young gay men in relationships struggle because they must have felt pain in their life and i find a lot of gay men have anxiety about everything for the way that whatever they've been treated you know have they been cheated on have they been like all this they hold so much baggage and they carry that baggage into their next relationship and it affects it and it's 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 a continuous pattern i find it when i meet people they always have something and i just find that a lot i i would say dating in your early 20s it's like go on dates and have a boyfriend but it's like if you're really committed stay committed but it's like if it if you guys break up it's sad and you know go out with friends and then you can move on because you're in your early 20s and you learn from it um but it's people hold so many grudges i don't i think it's just for everyone and it just becomes a pattern yeah it's a human thing for sure it's totally and then it just affects the next relationship and then affects the next relationship maybe you get married and have kids and then are you gonna bring that baggage to your children and do they continue it? I think I think parents do. Like they they raise their kid like they're the ones yelling at hockey games because oh their dad did the same or their wife or their husband is abusive. Like whatever it is, I think humans in general definitely carry baggage and bring it on to the next person. It oh, yeah. took me a long time to to let go 
of the attitude I had in my early 20s when you think you're a, a rational person, you think you know everything, you think you're mm. immortal, you can never die, you do stupid things. Uh, and then it took my heart being severely broken to like take a literal step back of everything and just be like, okay, who am I? What am I doing? Yeah. It's yeah. like you, after... Because when we're in relationships, we want to literally change our lives for this person. And I find that in your early 20s, you just you sacrifice so much. And it's like sometimes you can just lose yourself easily unless you're like a really strong person and really are committed. And I'm like, that's amazing. Good that doesn't you. happen in your early 20s, though. Uh, I really don't believe so. it. I don't know. I think there are some people who are going strong and they've been. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they I'm again, always an exception to the rule. Always. But I know for myself and my friends and the people I talk to, like, our early 20s were just a mess. Oh, totally and a mess. everything. Like, uh, I hear it a lot and did some research, but, like, your your brain doesn't fully develop until you're 25 or something. Oh, something like that. So, and it's like, even so, I would, I would say when you're 25, I think it's time to lay down the groundwork and being like, okay, this is what I want. Um, I well, I think everyone should have. This is what I want, and how am I going to get to this next? Point? Yeah, exactly. You need to have the plan, yeah. and you can't let a relationship get. In, you need someone to augment your plan, and you need to augment their plan. Mm -hmm. You can't, you can't, uh, you know, like the you can't go out without texting me, or I don't want you to see this person. Like the controlling and stuff, and it ha it still happens all the way into your twenties and thirties and forties and fifties, but. I mean, like you gotta, you gotta let go of I gotta all give, that. I gotta give props to a lot of gay men in open relationships where they just don't care. They just like their partner can do whatever as long as they're communicating. If they're, if that's their agreement, I, I, be, I applaud them. Could you do that? Like that would be hard for me to know oh. that the person I love is oh. sleeping with other people. Like, do you think you could do that? Um, yeah. Really? I, I, I really could. Be, I mean, I. You wouldn't get jealous. Wouldn't I, be hurt. No. No. Um, I only would get hurt if it was behind my back and they don't communicate because it puts me at risk right so what if your boyfriend was and i know you have the looks of the family so it wouldn't happen like this <laughs> but if they were sleeping around uh and you know they were like yeah i slept with another like you know every mm -hmm. day they're like oh, i slept with another and you're like no one wants to sleep with you so you're partner now i slept with 20 people and you've slept with zero that, that still doesn't affect what you think yeah then i'd be like hey what the fuck but <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with me did I, my like am, am, what happened <laughs> um i this is this has always been my opinion um but when i am in a long-term relationship i would rather not I would want to keep the sex life alive. Like, if I'm married and it's been 10 years, I expect my partner to maybe ha sleep with one other person maybe once a year minimum just to kind of keep the engagement going because just to just keep the sex life going. You wouldn't be worried about the, the other person being better or that no, person being like, wow. You're, when you're with that person, you probably, what, slept with them over thousands of times? So you're like, you, oh, my God. So you really trust your partner and as the relationship. As it's protected and you know get tested after because it's like it's so risky because a lot they just it's crazy it's, it's i crazy. couldn't do it oh yeah i like no matter how much i trusted the person or loved them I, like, would, I would rather have my partner tell me that i i want like a one night thing I, i'm gonna be safe i will get tested after 
and we move on. I'd be like, yeah, because we're sexual beings who struggle with monogamy, and it's like I'd rather have you have a one night and kind of get it out, and then it's like not all the time, not like every day. And then that's a different issue. It's it depends on what the agreement is, but typically if yeah, if I'm in a long term relationship, I'm like if if it's been three years and you're kind of like, hey, I'm thinking about this, I'd be like, yeah, sure, go ahead. Pull your mic up a little bit. You're oh my quiet gosh, my, I'm terrible at this. Just pull it down right here. Oh. Grab the top. Hey. Is it good? Yeah, oh. you're good now. Okay. Um, just want to switch topics here. So, No, we're going to talk about my sex life now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> my sex life is pretty much non-existent. <laughs> um, so a big reason why I wanted to... I got. I always wanted to do the podcast, but I really got motivated based on an interaction I had um, with someone uh, you know on Twitter, and it was a very brief exchange. And I don't get into internet fights, but it it really it the idea bugged me. And the reason I don't get on internet fights is because there's not a dialogue, there's not a face to face conversation. You know how many text messages I got after that. And none were from me, right? Because I was letting it go. <laughs> so I know who you're talking about. Yeah. My What I said is I tweeted out an article and I said, racism, no matter if you're left or right, black, whatever, white, Asian, is wrong. And he, that person said, mm. it's impossible to be racist to, to white people. Now, racism is defined as hating someone for one's color. How do you do you agree with that statement? Do you do you think it's impossible to be racist towards white people? Okay, can you give examples of when white people have been discriminated against for being white? So uh, you know, f- here's an example. So uh, as a you know, I'm a white man. Mm-hmm. So I I I've never been discriminated personally. But I see I see things on on Twitter that you know um, you know hating on white people get out of the way um, just because you know white people have I mean they are the hierarchy still to this day um, you know they're the CEOs they're the prime minister they're the president now I know we had Barack Obama like white people are largely in power and they make up the majority of power mm-hmm. so th- as a wh- whole. The discrimination, I think, I don't want to say it's even discrimination. I say it's racism because people, you're coming at someone because of the color of their skin and it's something they can't control. So me, I'm in not any position of power. Mm -hmm. I don't have any, I don't have power. I'm not, I'm not in charge of a company. I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I'm just a normal, I'm just a normal dude. I'm not responsible for any decisions any person has made ever. Mm -hmm. But people continuously say not things to me but about white people that i see Mm -hmm. on twitter so you know that to me is you are making opinions on someone else's skin color okay so how is it how is it impossible in your opinion if at all if it's your opinion to be racist towards white people uh, okay this is my opinion the reverse racism is not a thing um you there is you can be, you know, it's, it's, it. I would say it's rude, you know, still kind of being rude to white people. And it's like, that's just general statement. It's, it's, you know, unequal, but it's not racist because with 
the whole with the history of you know slavery. Um, well, yeah, just know, because well, white people says, were the oppressor. Literally, it's it is a generalization, um, but. I just don't know any examples of white people being discriminated against. I, I don't I don't know any scenario. Well, not in not so, in society. So not... it's very quick for white people to then be, oh well, you said this because I'm white and that's racist. And it's like no, because there's so much white privilege in this world, where it's, I would even say if a white person gets discriminated against for being white, they can still go home and they'll get over it. Meanwhile, if there's discrimination towards black people. They can go home and they, I would assume that they could, they have to face that every single day, maybe, or like every now and then. But it's, it's just white people being, it, it, you can't be racist towards white people. It just, the concept doesn't make sense to me. So, you know I mean? okay, so you're right. It for sure does not have the same effect. No. I mean, it's, it's obviously you're, if you're we, an asshole, but if you're we, just an asshole. If we were going in tears, yes, like it's, racism yeah. against white people is the probably the lowest of rate uh, is the lowest of like it's. Mm-hmm. And you're right; they would forget. It's like oh, it, like, they can in just the go moment, home and still have their white privilege and not worry about a thing. But they don't have to get us, you know. You okay. like yes, that is all true. But if we're defining racism by hating you, so yes, society as a whole, it doesn't discriminate against white people society it never, it never has no it, it, <laughs> it never does, will you're right it doesn't <laughs> like, but, it'll never happen but so so it's not systematic racism but one-on-one like you can be racist to white people no yes if if a person like, i need an example if a black person walked up to you and you're like i hate you why because you're white and white people have oppressed me okay you're right but don't hate me i didn't i didn't do it is that not racism an asshole move but it just doesn't have the same effect so so just because it doesn't have the same effect it's, it's not racist like, so it's just reverse racism is not a thing and i i didn't read the article that you posted anyway and, um, and it, so the article was just about that uh the journalist who got hired on the editorial board of the new york times who was uh tweeting out things um you know the, you could look up the tweets, the article. Well, I'll look it up while so, I'm talking. But. So even I, th- I think what you're doing is you are just putting on a generalization of what racism is and what racism has the effect on. And racism, it's always been in the direction from. You know, well, I mean, I would say anyone could be a racist, but it's if we're saying here's white people black people there's um you know asian people all these kind of people and you know sometimes there's black people can be racist towards asian people it's this racism comes in many different forms and it does affect them but having a generalized statement of saying if a black person goes up to a white person and say i hate you because you're white first off i never i don't think i've ever heard that scenario um, well, but it's, it's never, never heard it, but me. it's like, how about an indigenous person going to a white person being like, I hate you for being white. There's so much power to that. You know what I mean? Because it's, we have been living, like, I, I, I have to admit, I have white privilege. Um, I don't have a worry in the world. 
because for the color of my skin. And that's just in the Western societies. Um, but I don't have to worry about walking out the street and worry that I could get sh like shot or arrested just because of the color of my skin. No, you know, other, other people do. So it's just, if, if someone goes up to me and says, I hate you because you're white, I would want to know their story because even so, I can still go home and it doesn't affect me, but it's just, it's not racism towards white people. Interesting. So some of the tweets, I just found the article. So um, her name was uh, Sarah Jiang. Um, so one was, oh man, it's kind of sick how much I get out of being cruel to old white men. White people marking up the internet with their opinions like dogs pissing on fire hydrants. And then hashtag cancel white people for some examples. Hmm. <laughs> kind of so um that to me is just calling out white privilege so and there's a show you should watch it's called dear white people i know on Netflix. i know i'm it's, i that teaches you a lot about white privilege i don't and in the perspective yeah of, i don't deny any of that i don't i don't that's not what i dispute what i'm not okay with um and i have trouble viewing as okay is the fact that People, um, no, no matter, so basically if you're anything but a, a white straight man, you are allowed to say whatever you want to white, white straight men without any repercussions uh, of your actions. Like you could say, I want to kill all white straight men and you're not going to get fired from your job. You're not going to, like people are going to be like, yeah, yeah, you know, and I, what my problem is, is that it's a giant hypocrisy for me. Like, why Why is that okay? Mm -hmm. It's not okay to me, but a lot of people, just because they they feel or have been oppressed, which I do not deny, mm -hmm. and I will not deny because it, it's true, and I don't see it because I'm sheltered as, as the white man, but I don't think it's okay for people to to attack to attack it and, and you know, it's justified to me that's a that's hypocrisy if you want to end discrimination if you want to end racism and you want equality then i mean you can't attack the system because of the color of the system you need to you're just going to make them mad like you know people and especially who, people like you know who aren't trying to understand and, and seek the truth you're going to you're going to hurt your cause because you're not you're you're not coming at it like okay like you know we're we're talking about it so some people don't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. They're just, you know, like they're just button heads. Da, 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 da. I know Martin's like that. He's not interested oh. in understanding. I said the name. <laughs> I know he's not like that. He he doesn't want to understand. He has his agenda, and that's why I'm not fighting with him. And that's fine if I support people fighting for whatever they believe in. I'm okay with that. But, like, don't come at me and then make yourself seem smarter because I believe something else. I don't think that's okay. And to me, that's a hypocrisy of exactly what you're doing. No, I get where you're coming from. Um, we still have to look at the context. I, I, I honestly still don't understand the context of what that tweet is and why it was tweeted. I would say... I just said racism was bad. Oh. That's all I said. Oh. <laughs> uh, I was talking about the, from the article. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, she, um... Oh, yeah. No, okay, yeah. Like, right, hold on. Okay. Racism is bad. Don't get me wrong. Um, don't be an asshole. Just don't be rude. I get where you're coming from with that. But at the same time, there's... It's the language and that we really pay attention to. Because if I'm... If 
if if someone if I overheard someone going like, oh my god, kill all Muslims because they started nine eleven, that like that's totally racist because it's a generalization. Now I see the opposite view where you're coming from, where it's um where it's like if someone's calling out white people, but it's how come white people can always call them out and why do they still think they have that privilege to do that? And if it's if it's and if if it's black people or, or Latino people um, and they're calling out white privilege, I say yeah, like do it because it doesn't affect me because I'm not generalizing myself in this because I know I'm that I would never discriminate someone for the race and you know I've I've literally I love hearing the term cry those white tears because it's like yes because we are now because we are now standing up to racism right it's if the roles were reversed and say maybe white people are, are on the bottom like are being discriminated against it's like how would we you know evolve that but it's it's the language of racism that we need to pay attention to so in my opinion if i hear the term cry those white tears i say yeah because it's gone far too enough uh, far enough that you can you know dress like you can you know like dress as you know a native native person and call it a costume or put on blackface um and call it a costume it's white people have gone so far enough where it's now to the point where there's a resistance and now that we're being exposed to it i say cry those white tears i, I actually think that's funny like i don't I just i love that term to me that doesn't bother me it's just you know what i mean it's just like when it doesn't bother me that someone says anything about white people because i'm like i'm like yeah white people have been terrible for many 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 years yeah so like centuries do you, do you not think though like this is Instead of us, no, because all... the only people who are fighting back are the people who are racist. Like, I'm not calling you racist, but the people who are getting upset about, you know, people fighting back are the people who think that they're above, you know, black people. It's the white, it's literally the white people who think, well, it's because you're black and whatever you say, um, it doesn't matter to me because I'm white. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm, and I'm totally for freedom of expression and you know well, freedom trying- of expression is so limited already can't be an out you can be an asshole but if someone calls you out you don't have to claim it's freedom of expression no. because my freedom of expression is telling you that you're an idiot well i think what people don't understand about that either is um it's freedom of expression but or freedom of speech but a freedom or a right is only a right until you infringe upon other people's rights which is why racism is infringing on other people's rights. Why, and that's why under the law, it's not considered free speech. And I think people you, need to understand that point. My whole thing is just I don't like hypocrisy. I don't mm-hmm. like you saying one thing and then and then not you specifically, but I don't like someone saying one thing and then doing the opposite of what they're saying in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a huge I have a huge issue with that. And I, I want freedom of ideas and segue into LGBT people. The amount of times I've heard gay men say I'm not into black people and they don't think that's racist. It's racist. This is yeah. This it's is not a preference. It, it's it's they're people and you just only want to sleep with white people. It's just 
I when I see racism even even in the gay community, I go oh, for like there's just so much to it. It's disgusting. So this is because there was um, Global News put out. They have a video series called People of Color, and they mm-hmm. explore issues. And their first episode was actually on that. It was yeah. dating. Um, it was dating in the color world. Mm-hmm. So so here's the scenario. You don't. I mean, yeah, putting putting. I don't sleep with. I only sleep with white people. Is very. It's, it's inappropriate. But in your head, if you're just like, you know, you don't say it, but you're just like, look, I'm. I'm only. My preference is sleeping with white people. Like, you think that's racist? That's not. It's not preference. Okay, sorry. If they. Like, if you just you're like, I. I only feel, I guess, attracted to, to white people. So, like, you never say. You're never like. Again, you're never like putting, I would say p- if putting down a person of color, but you just sleep with white people because that's kind of what you, you want or you're comfortable. I mean, I guess you could it's think like, of it as be uncomfortable. Yeah, you, know you could mean? think you could think of that as it's, a deep seated, like unconscious racism. The but, way I see it, it's like if you have a preference, just don't tell anyone. That would just be my just thing. Or it. you stop being an idiot and just look at people for people. I would say preferences. It's it's like I like blonde hair. I like long hair. It's not. I don't sleep with blacks. I don't sleep with Asians. And no femmes and all that stuff. It's disgusting. It's, it's like the yeah. I think gross. saying that you won't or you don't. I think don't and won't. And then, uh, yeah, that's that's inappropriate. The to amount me. of times I had to tell people, I'm like, that's racist, and they go, no, it's not. It's a preference. I'm like, no, it's racist. It's You're all, basing it on their race. It's all in the language. It's dis- yeah. Okay, interesting. Uh, I don't know. Do you have uh anything you want to you want to say you want to talk about? Cause uh, kind of tackled some pretty good issues there. I think. Yeah. Hopefully, y'all don't hate me. <laughs> no, I uh. like I I said in the first episode. What I want to do here is just explore ideas mm-hmm. that maybe I don't understand that are are different from mine, and like and talk about it. it. Doesn't mean we have to still agree at the end of the day, or but I think you know. We we talked about it, you know, civilly, and okay, this is my idea, this is your idea, okay, and I think that's what humans are missing, and that's what you do not get on social media. Like when I go look at the comments or threads, I was looking at even doesn't even have to do with race or sex. I was looking at one at mental health mm-hmm. yesterday, and the article was like, studies suggest um, exercising can help with mental health, mm-hmm. and people in the comments. Oh, well, I can't get up from bed, which I totally understand, by the way. But, like, it's not the same for everybody. Like, blah, 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 like, angry, angry, comment, comment. And it's like, like that's not what... Mm-hmm. It's not always about you. It's not always about what's going... Like, the article was stating a fact that scientists, like, suggest mm-hmm. that exercising can help. I'm just tired of these comments and threads. Like, that's why I don't fight on the internet. It's not worth anybody's time. Nothing gets done. Mm-hmm. I I try not to even get opinionated anymore on the internet. Mm-hmm. I just like to. I've never been opinionated on the internet. Oh, it's it's ever. a waste. It's a waste. I just of want time. to make people laugh. It's all I want. <laughs> I don't want their fucking opinion. Like, I don't care. Yeah, it's. Uh, I just like to sometimes an interesting article that I think people should read. Uh, or th- I, I, I love w- anything. I love actually going on CBC News or like anything anything to do with. Any politician, I love reading the comments. Oh my god! Because you can see, literally, people 
attacking Trudeau, but those are bot accounts paid by the like the opposition of any party taking them down. Well, when it has nothing it to do with opinion. the government, it's or it's just oh like this God. random storage, like a Trudeau and his carbon tax. You're like, dude, this is an article about like a rescued puppy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's literally just oh my god, I just. I I'm not wasting. I just want. I'm not wasting my time with opinions because I honestly just don't care about people. Yeah, opinion. I think I live my life, and it's get what you're saying. So it I. What's happening is um, we're all becoming on teams based on our political views, our ideologies, our 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 sex, our I like sexual identity mm. on our the color of our skin and what i'm what i i want and i think in a, a utopian society if we ever get there is we stop looking at all that and just like we're we're human mm-hmm. we're, we're we're all different we all think differently and you know but like like don't discriminate like every like judge everybody by the individual you know if you're an asshole but you're gay and black you're still an asshole. If you're an asshole, but you're straight and white, you're still an asshole. Oh, we're going into intersectionality here. <laughs> but, like, you know what I mean? Like, no matter... Yeah. Judge the person on the character of who they are, mm-hmm. not on anything else about them. Very you're an much. asshole. An asshole is an asshole is an asshole. Very much care for yourself, and that's all you need And just be life. good Be good to people. You don't need to always prove you're right to people, because we're all going to die one and, day. And Yeah, Does that's that right. And you know what? Does anyone really have the right answer? No one has the right. Like answer. we're all just flying by the seat of our pants Literally, and just trying to figure it just, out as we go along. People want to win. That's all they want. They just want to win an argument. They want to win everything. Yeah, I'm on the winning team. Uh, right is, you know, like right is right. Like, and I just stop. And it's caring. it's ridiculous to me. Um, do you have? anything coming up you're just working now you're getting your school done you're not yeah are you getting involved at all with any community of events activism I, is that something you're interested in i've always wanted to participate in activism but being a young 20 year old i had so much i never had time for myself i worked two jobs for so damn long now that i'm pretty stable i would love to um i would love to get involved in some in like whatever organization just if i can but i i'm just focused on me for the year and i just love educating myself with everything so i i love reading about other people i do like reading other people's opinions i like listening and understanding where they're coming from but no it's all about me for the next year i'm really excited to look forward to finishing up my degree I look forward to see what life has in store for me as a young gay man. Yeah. And single. (laughs) Um, Well, thank you for coming on. Uh, I appreciate your. Thank you so much for having me. Per perspective, um, your opinions. This is what I want. We did uh, an hour and 15 minutes almost. So, where can people follow you? Instagram, Twitter. You can follow me at the Austin with two N's. F. I don't post. Why two ends? Um, because the the, <laughs> the other one was taken. Whoa! <laughs> regular have, Austin F took it. Two ends. So you can follow me there. I like Twitter, at and Instagram. I only post shirtless selfies, so it's fine. So <laughs> men, women, uh, I love everyone. No, yeah, I think you your your looks can get you through. Yeah. Austin Forsythe, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you we'll so talk. Much. Uh, you going to mom and dad's tonight. I am.
I've got to do some laundry. I do too. Ugh. Are you coming? Sure. Woo! <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. We'll talk bye. soon. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes.